This episode's been brought to you by the Texas Taekwondo Alumni Association Endowment Fund. For more information, please contact Texas Taekwondo Alumni at gmail.com. Greetings, Horns. This is Coach Mike, and welcome to Season 2 of Texas Taekwondo in Dakota's Corner. In this episode, I'm joined by recent Texas Taekwondo graduates, Eliza Fisher and Yash Sarda. Here let's talk about graduating and adjusting to a post-college life during a pandemic and how Texas Taekwondo helped prepare them for that. Okay, okay, we're playing favorites. I see how it is. <laughs> It is not favorite. It's, it's strictly <laughs> alphabetical order, but right, I know right, that... right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. Okay, cool, cool. Um, so yeah, welcome. How's everybody doing? Great, doing doing pretty well. I feel like I've finally adjusted to like the state of the world right now. There have been some big changes recently, but they're changes for the better. So I'm, okay, I'm I'm satisfied with things. Yeah. yeah, I've been doing good too. Um, I've been between DC and Austin mostly, just uh, visiting family, visiting friends, making new friends, making new family. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Not, not, not in that way, but you know what I mean. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it's, getting settled has been interesting, but yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been an eye opening experience for sure. You, I like. I feel like you're, you're back in Austin every, every other week or so. Yeah, it's so it's kind of hard. Yeah. It's hard to miss you, Yash, because it's like you never left. <laughs> That's the idea. I, I told Coach Joe, um, pretty early on, into when I found out I was moving. It was like, yeah, I'll be in a different city, but it it'll be really tough for you guys to get rid of me. That's, uh, <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, I guess given the theme of this episode, I kind of implied when I said big changes that I had moved somewhere, but I have not. So <laughs> footnote there right at the beginning of the episode, I'm still in Austin. <laughs> no, but you're still making a big impact, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so um, both of y'all graduated last year, so to say, and last year was kind of a weird year for us. And I mean, what was what was that like? What was graduation like for 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 both of y'all? It was, oh, it was definitely really weird. I mean, I feel almost kind of lucky that it that you know COVID and everything hit when it did because it wasn't the beginning of my college career. I feel like I got to have so many experiences, kind of un unsullied or unchanged by this huge this huge paradigm shift that took place. But then, you know, I didn't get to end the way I'd started. I mean, everything went online halfway through our, our junior year. And then it was just so acutely, <laughs> acutely sensible what I was, what we were missing, I suppose. Um, I feel really lucky to have gotten an in-person graduation ceremony even if it was a smaller one. I mean, I didn't go to the big, I didn't go to the big stadium one. Yeah. Just because that seemed like a whole lot of effort and probably more of a struggle than it would be worth. Um, but I did go to the smaller one and it was nice. It was, I almost didn't go actually. And then I was convinced, you know, if not to do it 
Yeah. Eliza? Uh-oh. <laughs> well, it looks like she pulled a Coach Daniel. <laughs> we have... I locked my phone. The connection oh. goes bad. Can you, can you hear me better now? Yes, yes, you're back. I'm so sorry. Where did it go downhill? I can pause and then say some of it again. Uh, you know, it, it's... <laughs> I used to I used to worry about having these like very perfect in recording and I would spend so much time editing and cutting cutting and chopping and piecing together these podcasts after I record them but um I, I came to learn that that takes away the authenticity of these mm-hmm. and uh, you know we just get, we're just gonna let it roll <laughs> sounds good <laughs> yeah um, but yeah we, we last you were talking about was, you decided to go to the smaller ceremonies and how you almost didn't go, but you did. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, let me see if I can pick up a, a parallel thread. Let's see. Yeah. So I went to (laughs) the smaller graduation and it was good. Um, but I really missed, um, I'm, I'm glad that I got to go to one, um, you know, one, one collegiates and one national. So I got to have a full, a full yeah. Taekwondo experiences as well. Even, even though I joined the program after my freshman year. So that was, yeah. I mean, it's sad that we didn't get to, that I never got to travel, I suppose, for collegiates, but I got to host a collegiates and I got to travel for a tournament. So I feel like I got a patchwork of the full experience. You did. You, I mean, for the short amount of time, that you perceive uh, for for your competition time. I mean, you crammed a lot in, and you, you came away with a lot of accolades. Um, what was it? You had a nationals under your belt, a collegiate as well that was hosted in Austin, and then ECTC up in Boston. Yeah, it was. Yeah. it was. It was great. I feel very lucky. <laughs> <laughs> How was uh, graduation for you, Josh? Uh, it was really interesting. Um... Coming out of the end of junior year, I had already moved back home because it, mm-hmm. it didn't really make sense to stay on campus. Um, plus, because, uh, excuse me, plus for the sake of my uh, my family's health. Um, yeah. Sort of isolating and staying away from the, the general spread of COVID. Um, so I, I felt there's a lot of uh, closure missing in that sense that... Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't really get to see the the sort of end of the journey that I had I had started because I finished my last class in the the fall of 2020 and then I, I in December I graduated in you know in a yeah. very uh, nonchalant fashion so it was really interesting COVID definitely um, forced my hand per se mm-hmm. I definitely was very afraid of like leaving Austin or leaving my friends or, uh, you know, moving to a new city, somewhere unfamiliar, all those like very normal, uh, fears, Mm -hmm. but not having, not being able to hang out with my friends normally, you know, not being able to do anything normally, um, always worrying about putting my parents at risk. It sort of made moving a little bit easier. Yeah. I mean, I I think about y'all, and your, your, your graduation class a lot. And I mean, just graduation itself is a stressful moment. I mean, the, I, the notion of you're moving on to the next big stage of your life. And then just to have that compounded with what's going on in the world. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll say it's 
from my perspective, it's very unfair to y'all, the, the, the hand that y'all are dealt. And I mean, I don't know how y'all got through it, but you did, you know, and um, to me, it shows that the younger generations are a lot more resilient than I tend to give them credit for. <laughs> Maybe it's been a good proving ground for us almost Ooh. the first big thing that we, you know, as a group have been through. Cause I think Yash and I are around the age where we don't, at least I don't remember, you know, nine 11. And I've heard about like wars and huge national and international happenings on the news, but it always felt so far away. And now this is, this is everywhere and we're not, Man. you know, we're not separated at all. Yeah. Wow. That's a good, good way to put it. And I mean, it's, it's interesting you bring that up. You know, for me, when I was in college, like the big moment that defined my time there was 9-11 and that you bring it up and, you know, it's to me, it still feels like yesterday. Um, but, you know, who knows? You know, I'm sure back then people were like, gosh, how could you actually how could you continue going through school when something like that was happening to our country? But, you know, I guess it just comes to show time continues to move forward. Life goes on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, uh so let, let's let, let, let's let's turn to like a more you know um happier note um or you know i, I i'm really curious and i'm very interested to hear how y'all transitioned to the professional side you know so after graduation um josh i mean i've been pretty familiar with your story and like the new career that you started um but let, let's hear from eliza i mean I haven't been able to catch up with you in a while, but you're, you're still in Austin. You've graduated. And I mean, you're, you've started a new endeavor or career or. I have. Yeah. It's actually, it's actually a pretty funny story. Uh, Cutter, Cutter helped me get a job. I don't know if I need to do the, the personal introduction. Cutter Dalton, Cutter Dalton, <laughs> Cutter Dalton, who was also in Texas Taekwondo, uh, a fellow linguistics major like I am or was, Ooh, um, he, um, he was actually getting recruited for this position and he told the recruiter, sorry, I'm already going to grad school, but if you want to, if you want me to pass you on to my friend, you can try that. And he did. And <laughs> I ended up getting hired. So that was oh, nice. I'm, I'm indebted to him. Um, so I am working in computational linguistics with, um, some, Kind of some like pretty cool companies who I don't think I'm legally allowed to publicly name. Um, <laughs> the gist basically of what I'm doing. It's all from home right now, sadly. Uh, well, no, I guess prudently, but I do miss being around people and I'd love to get to go into the office someday. Um, yeah. I'm working from home. Basically what the overview of what I'm doing is. So have you ever been on a website trying to maybe buy something or get something returned or replaced and one of those little windows pops up in the corner and it says hi i'm an automated assistant how can i help you and then it's just the worst experience you've ever had <laughs> maybe no yeah I, I have been yeah 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 we're trying to make that experience much better and make ah. automated you know chat bots a, a good experience to have and we're trying to improve natural language understanding and artificial intelligence. I think it's, it's pretty cool. I really like it. So that, that is what I'm up to. Wow. That sounds cool. Um, no, yeah, I, I, I totally incredible. get, 
I totally get the whole notion of like, there's some things you can't talk about. I think between the three of us, there's a lot of things we do in our careers that we can't talk about. I haven't even gotten into my research. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, cool. Well, congratulations on the new career. Congratulations on um, being a full grown up now. (laughs) Thank you. Paying my own bills is scary. Oh, man. Tell me about uh... it. I can attest to that one. Free, by the way. Congratulations. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. Um, So, you know, all things are only temporary. I'm only mortgage free for the time being until the next mortgage shows up. (laughs) (laughs) Looking for a refi? (laughs) Oh, no, no. Um, So in reference, uh, yeah, I I put that Facebook uh, post up that I'm mortgage free. So um, we sold our house in Virginia. And then uh, we, with some of the profit that we made from that, I paid off my property in Austin. And so I have no more mortgages, but um, yeah, we will be purchasing. We, we actually did buy a new house here that will be, um, that's being built and it'll be finished in a couple months. So that's where the next mortgage will be. (laughs) Very nice. Very nice uh but enough of that boring old grown-up talk um (laughs) um yash yeah (laughs) yash you're in dc now and what was that process like tell us you know i mean you've told me but i'm sure everyone else would like to hear what you're up to and how you got to where you are right now yeah absolutely um so uh beginning of senior year i was pretty pretty committed to going to grad school Um, I wasn't fully sure what I wanted to do in grad school or what degree I wanted to get, uh, an MS or a PhD, but, um, I was, was full steam ahead on the, uh, the application train when I saw an article about a competition that had been held between a few companies, um, for basically putting AI in fighter jets and how they had had a sort of virtual dogfight. And the company that had won had beat a human pilot five to zero. So that was Dang. pretty interesting to me. Um, that was pretty revolutionary in that sense. And it was also really, really cool, which was yeah. one of the big motivating factors in my life is... To do something uh, cool. Is it, is it cool? And <laughs> am I having fun? That um, is... that. So I don't want to derail you, but that is by far like the most pure and honest thing that anyone can tell themselves like what am what i'm doing is it cool or not and that should be like the most easiest determining factor ever to make a decision absolutely those are those are my 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 three big tenants are is it cool am i having fun (laughs) and am i getting paid yeah wow so um yeah it was it was very cool and so i applied to all the companies in that tournament that I hadn't already applied to some of the big <laughs> ones I already had like Boeing mm-hmm. and Lockheed Martin, of course, um, my major is aerospace engineering, by the way, for context to, uh, to our listeners. <laughs> um, and, uh, the only company that replied to me was the winner and wow. we set up an interview, uh, a first interview. And then I gave a second technical interview and they were like, yeah, uh, we have an offer for you. You'll be a machine learning engineer, which is, again, not what my major was in, not nothing that I have too much training in. Um, and I said, I, I won't get a chance like this again. 
I won't be able to learn uh, in the ML AI space like this uh, in grad school. So I, I took the chance and I jumped at it and I dropped my grad apps. And after I graduated in December, the following March, I moved to DC. Dang, that's awesome. I mean, both of y'all stories are awesome. Um, Yash, your story reminds me of, not, I'm gonna reveal a bit of geekdom here, um, but it reminds me of this anime that I used to watch um, growing up called Macross. Macross, I can't, I can't say that I've heard of it. Ah, uh, although, uh, although Ash, Ashley will uh, will tell you that I'm not very versed in the anime space. She is. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't just assume that everybody younger than me is into anime. <laughs> I think um, those I have, of us I, in Texas Taekwondo that aren't well versed in anime are the outliers. For what that's I, know, I know, right? <laughs> I have a few favorites, and and I think that I like anime, and I say yeah. that a lot. But I can't say that around Texas Taekwondo people because they Fair will uh, tie me up and <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Then roundhouse you all day. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm sure there's going to be quite a few listeners to this episode, and they hear me say Mad Cross, they're going to jump out of their seat. Anyway, so there was um, there was a movie that was in the Mad Cross storyline, and it was about exactly that about these two top fighter pilots that were up against an AI fighter jet. And it was just, you know, it was like the premise of that whole storyline. It was just really, really cool. And it's really cool for me to see something that I saw in a science fiction movie years ago, like become a reality now. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's crazy. So some yeah. some really interesting stuff is going on. I, I bet. Um, what was your move process like to DC? Um. So in February, I, uh, my dad and I went up and we sort of scouted out apartments. We scouted out walking locations because I don't have a car and I did not plan mm -hmm. on getting one, at least not for a while. Um, so basically, it was a question of what, where, what can I access by metro? How, how convenient will it be? What can I access by walking? Um, so we found an apartment that was basically on top of uh, a metro station. And that was a 15 minute walk from my work. Oh, nice. I've been there ever since. It's been great. Um, and I've been able to use the metro to access basically anywhere in the DC metro area, which is yeah. really nice. I really enjoy the DC metro system. Oh, I love the DC metro system. Um, yeah. Compared to Boston, yeah. it's, it's, fantastic. <laughs> it's, a, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Although, honestly, I don't think I can talk coming from Austin, but <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was really cool to um, see you go through that process of moving to the DC area. It was almost like reliving my time when, you know, after school and then I moved up there as well. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's really neat. And, it, you know, it's been great to see, you know, your story. Uh, Coach Hector recently moved up to Pennsylvania and yeah. a whole other, bunch of other alumni who, will move out as well. And um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's just cool to see this patchwork of everything. Each different patch is very, very important. Yeah. Hector and Jackie were, uh, were my, some of my first friends up there. So it was, it was great having them. They really helped out. And oh yeah. Jackie's, Jackie's, Jackie's up there NBC. too. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. 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 That's awesome. Um, 
So, um, are y'all still keeping up with Taekwondo or any type of activities? Uh, I know this week we've got open house and I, both of y'all were there coincidentally. Um, I was not there, but I, I saw the pictures. Um, I didn't actually go to, to open house just because oh, they're, okay. they're limiting the amount of people that could go this, this, this year due to, you know, spacing issues. Um, okay. but we both went to practice on Tuesday, Tuesday. Open, that's what it open was. Matt, I think. Coach yeah. Matt. Ah, oh, yeah. okay. Gotcha. Fun. Joe had some fun challenging us to do some things that he learned from the Academy. I think. <laughs> yeah. So we all, I, we all uh, a little sore from that. 60 push saw... I think. Our oh man. Yeah. Yeah, we were on the lower end and we did 60 push-ups. So. Yeah. I think Arnov had to do over a hundred. Oh, for sure. He's a he's a he's a strong young lad. He can he can handle it. <laughs> well, he does upper body every day, following <laughs> our illustrious footsteps. <laughs> oh, so Eliza, are you I mean within the, the the safety constraints that we have um i mean do you plan on continuing training with texas taekwondo now that you've graduated i i think that i do honestly i'm still figuring things out i've i've been through kind of a a winding road of of fitness endeavors during a pandemic um mm -hmm. when it first hit i really i was really like super nervous about my family's safety because i have family members that are you know, middle-aged and up. My grandmother mm -hmm. is 97 and she's a healthy 97, but nonetheless, you know, there are, there are dangers that just get so much more likely at that age. And so I took a step back from any, you know, large group activities. And sure, absolutely. unfortunately I, I, I just was really nervous about going to Taekwondo. So I, didn't I mean when it was online actually yeah no I was still doing it when it was online and that was that yeah. was really great especially I mean I had an obligation to because I was still running kicks for kids <laughs> at that time I remember that yep. that was that was fun I actually really loved that um but I yeah for a while I was I, I was on a running kick for a while and then it got super hot and I was like wow I hate this um, <laughs> I was lucky because the, the student co-op that I lived in, that I just moved out of actually had a, had a gym with weightlifting mm -hmm. equipment. So I got really into lifting and I'm still into lifting. I actually really, really like lifting. It's been nice, been pretty, pretty great. And I plan on sticking with it. And now I've kind of figured out a good week, week ish schedule that has me, you know, doing like different different areas of the body on different days and then I'll go to taekwondo or do some other kind of general strength cardio movement. Mm -hmm. So I'm I I've just really missed the community so much honestly. I mean I miss yeah. taekwondo partially here, because here. there is nowhere <laughs> else I can work out for two straight hours and not just be like bored out of my mind and miserable. Yeah. Yeah. But also I miss the people just so much. I don't know that I'm ever going to find another community like it, honestly. <laughs> oh. it, it's, it's hard to top. Yeah, and I I totally feel you on that one. Um, so, yeah, when we were kind of locked down, you know, we were in the same boat, too. Uh, I didn't feel like getting out of the house very much, um, especially with three kids at home who were 
you know, home from school as well. And at the time, Teddy was just one. And so we stayed home a lot too. And we were really hesitant to get out, but uh, I still had to find a way to stay active. And that's when I kicked off the whole Strava thing. And I remember seeing you on Strava a few times as well. It was really cool to see you active on there. And, um, but yeah, one thing I picked up during that time was jump roping a lot. And uh, I saw that you, you got into jump roping a little bit too. Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. a good form of inside cardio for sure, yeah. but it's just like, sometimes it can be difficult to find the, the space to do it. When I lived in the co-op, I mean, my room was, I had one room and it was very small. So that was uh, not terribly conducive to it. I wasn't going to go do it in the parking lot because yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone walking around West campus <laughs> see me and I just can't deal with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Um, and you know, I also hear you on that whole, you know, missing out on working out with the community, you know, it's, you can only work out solo for so long to where it almost feels like a prison routine, you know? Yeah. There was something about being in a room in a building that was built in the forties with a very rusty barbell (laughs) rack that was, (laughs) it it weighs on the mind. So on the topic of, you know, continuing Taekwondo after graduating from UT, Yash, I mean, you're still heavily in it. Um, In fact, I mean, you're, you're kind of in a cool position right now as well. You, you've picked up the new dojang, so to say, and up there in D.C., huh? Yeah, uh, so I was lucky enough to find uh, a dojang close to my, uh, my place of residence that, you know, it's like a 20-minute walk. And then this is a really accomplished instructor. He really knows what he's doing. Um, uh, he's a grandmaster, and he's on, on a lot of different boards for uh, different like sort of central Taekwondo organizations, including Kuki one. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he's very, very instructive and he's, he's the real deal. Uh, like yeah. this man used to teach the, the Korean army martial arts. He, he is a former, like um, I think it's called silent assassin, which is their version of Navy seal. Like, ah, wow. He is, he's dangerous. This man is dangerous. Um, but yeah, he's, I've been up there and I've been working on flexibility forms, um, a little bit of sparring here and there, but it's, it's not the same experience sparring, uh, 35 year olds and 40 year olds and 50 year olds. Um, it, there's nothing wrong with 35 and 40, 40 year olds. <laughs> <laughs> Coach Mike feels a little bit attacked. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit. I'm kidding. (laughs) No, I'm not. (laughs) Uh, That's cool. And I think it's really cool how um, he's he's very open and he's willing to work with us at Texas Taekwondo about your your path forward to getting a black belt, huh? Yeah. so he's, he's been very, he, I think he respects the fact that I, I sort of came in that first day and I said, Hey, like, I know you have your own school, you have your own way of doing this, but, um, I started this and because of COVID, I wasn't able to finish it. I would like to finish it. He was like, yeah, I respect that. Uh, let me know what you need and I'll help you get it done. That's, um, that's really cool. That's really re- a lot of respect to that. Yeah. He is, uh, he's, he's been very helpful in that sense. Um, so you know, thanks to him and thanks to the instructors there, I've, I have all eight take forms down. 
um, a lot better than I thought I did when I had my pretest. If you remember, <laughs> it wasn't wasn't that hot. Um, but in general, it's been a it's, it's been a very great experience being able to you know move and keep doing taekwondo. Yeah. Uh, without you know physically being at the club, although being in Austin and being able to come back to the rec is uh, is unmatched. That's for sure. How long are you going to be in town for? I'm actually going to be here for a while. Um, okay. I'm here to to help some family through some some tough tough spots. So um, yeah, I'll be in Austin for at least a month, and um, maybe more. Okay. I'd, okay. Ideally, I'd like to get back to DC by Halloween, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> so I'll be up in town next week. So uh, let's all catch up. And um, Yash, I want to see all the new stuff you've learned. Absolutely, <laughs> I am um, ready. And I think it's really neat how, I mean, by you moving up there and, you know, starting at this new dojang, you're essentially an ambassador for us now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, he's, he's well aware of the club now. He, um, I've showed him a lot of the stuff we've done and a lot of the achievements we've, we've, we've reached. Yeah. And uh, also, you know, a lot of the, the people that we have, um, because he's he's trained his fair share of, of team members, but uh, mm-hmm. he's um, it's more of a family place now. At least yeah. that's my my perspective of it. So it's cool. It's nice to get his his side of of the view on that. Cool. Yeah, that's um, it's. I've always been very curious and interested about how you know as as we graduate and we move on to the next stage in life, what we find to remain active or, you know, do some of us continue Taekwondo or was Taekwondo into something we did in college? Um, but for both of y'all, it seems like, uh, you know, you've continued it. Um, and you, 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 you know, it wasn't just a college fling for y'all. <laughs> it's hard to let go because it, it really does affect your mental health in such a positive way. Yeah. Uh, the exercise aside, which is obviously you know directly linked to endorphins, but this community of people, which is so so weird, um, <laughs> and I mean that in the lo- in the most loving of ways, yeah, um, it's just you can't find anywhere else, and it's really hard to let go of. And I sometimes I I don't think you should let go. You know, whatever yeah. works for you. Yeah. Um, did I ever tell you all the story of how I tried to get back into Taekwondo? about two two or three years after I graduated. I don't no. think I've heard this one, no. All right. Um, so it's about two or three years after I graduated. I was living in Olympia, Washington at the time for a short period of time. I was up in, in the Washington State area. And, um, I, I, you know, I, I hadn't coached in a while. I hadn't kicked in a while and so there was this taekwondo school that i would drive by all the time my way to work close to where i lived and you know i was so far away from texas so far away from you know what i was familiar with um i thought it'd be a cool interesting time to just start over so you know i walked into into the taekwondo school and i asked to join and you know they do this whole little pre-interview just to ask just kind of gauge like what your fitness level is and if you had any experience in taekwondo 
And, um, yeah, for me, I wanted a chance to start over. And I also wanted an opportunity to start over from like the very beginning. So I didn't really talk about being a black belt or, you know, competing and setting at Texas Taekwondo or anything. So, uh, you know, I, I insisted on just starting off as a white belt there and they put me in as white belt. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was really interesting. So I, I started Taekwondo lessons again as a white belt and it hit me when I, I put on the uniform and I tied on a white belt. I hadn't seen that. I hadn't seen a white belt on me for like, um, it had to have been at least 10 years at that time. So it was, uh, it was pretty interesting. It was a lot of fun too. And, and it was a really humbling experience and it was really, it was a great way to get back to basics with an opportunity like that. Like I, I, I wouldn't have had anywhere else. It was just, it was really, really neat to just be back as a white belt. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I feel the same way. When I, when I first joined the, the Dojang, I was, I had a white belt on and it had, uh, it had definitely been a while. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, how you mentioned how it's, it's more of like family oriented, uh, what's it like socializing there? Um, it's definitely like Alexandria as a whole, as, as I'm sure you're well aware, the, the average age is a little higher than, than, uh, being on campus or even <laughs> in the closer Arlington or DC. Yeah. Um, but it's generally I go to the adult class, so um, okay. There are you know, I don't think there's anyone in my general age group. They're either five years younger or fifteen years older. Um, and it's interesting. Gotcha. They all have very interesting uh, insights to offer. They're all you know well into their yeah their careers, their families, their their sort of roles. I should say. Mm -hmm. Um, and they all have very interesting advice to offer. Um, yeah. But they all also are always down to get margaritas, which is nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's cool. I'm, I'm happy to hear you're um, settling into this new community of Taekwondo for you. It's really cool. Um, so, yeah, I've never actually sat down with either one of y'all um, and, and, and listens to where you started with Taekwondo or martial arts in general. And um, that's, that's one of my favorite topics to talk about on these podcasts, uh, just to kind of gauge where, you know, a lot of our, where, where our people are from. Um, Eliza, I mean, you know, you, you, you competed at nationals and you came out with gold. And I mean, I, I honestly think you could have taken gold at ECTC that time we went as well. But I mean, you, you were, y'all did really really well and you know i've always been impressed uh what is your martial arts background well first of all thank you that that means a lot um i i have to give credit to ashley perez for being my teammate at ectc she did a phenomenal job as always y'all are a great team yeah absolutely thank you um my my martial arts background is it it exists before texas taekwondo but it's not like a, a particularly strong background. Um, I did one summer of Kuksulwan before high school, mm. which is a, okay. a different Korean martial art. Uh, my memory of it is fuzzy, 
I remember being taught to do something called a cat roll, which is like a jump into a somersault. And then um, my mom said, you need to not do martial arts because you won't have time for it. You're about to go to public school for the first time and you need to adjust. So you need to save time for homework. Uh, And I promptly turned around and joined marching band to really, you know, show her. (laughs) (laughs) And then I never had any time for the next four years. Um, Oh, man. Yeah. And then I graduated from high school, got to UT. And... um, Yash and I actually did Muay Thai together for a bit our first year. Yash, I think you got me to start. Isn't that the case? You got me to start Muay Thai and you got me to start Taekwondo. No, it's so... the other way around. Oh, I, I, I got you into Taekwondo for sure. But um, yeah. Muay Thai, you and Sean got me in. Right, 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 right. Yeah, there was, we met, I'd met someone else in my, my dorm who went to Anderson High School, also in Austin. Mm. And his history or geography teacher or something was incredible at Muay Thai and he had asked him to just start a start a club and be our instructor and (laughs) the the guy agreed which was so awesome so we did that for about a year um and then he I think ended up injuring himself pretty badly the instructor did and we couldn't hold down an instructor after that which was really just really sad um but Yash had started moving into. Sorry, I'm telling your story along with mine. <laughs> no, no, please <laughs> he go ahead. Moving into Taekwondo, <laughs> and he got me to come to an open house. And the first time, it actually didn't stick. Uh, I think I came in and I did it, and then I was just so like nervous and in my head about not being good at it that I didn't come back. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then sophomore year, I came to another open house, and I almost turned around and walked out that time because I walked into the mat room and saw Adan balanced on one of those half Swiss. Balls balls like kicking at head height and i was like oh my god <laughs> what is happening <laughs> i can't i can't blame you for that one honestly <laughs> it was I, I would terrifying. i would actually turn around turn around right away if i saw that like <laughs> nope i don't want anything to do with this <laughs> but yeah that that time it stuck and i kept coming back and then halfway through my first semester i think joe like called me over after class and said, Hey, have you ever thought about being on competition team? And I said, what <laughs> me? Um, and then I just did it and just got super, super yeah. attached to the club and all parts of the club from there. So I remember when, um, when coach Joe talked to me about that, about that particular moment before, before talking to you, um, yeah, I remember him talking to me about you before approaching you about that. And uh, I mean, yeah, he had nothing to say but just high praise. And I think one of the things we noticed, and we could be wrong, but I mean, you have you have this strength and flexibility, but this gracefulness about it that we have we don't see very often. And we just knew you were cut out to be very successful in competition. And um, I think it, it just kind of shows for itself, you know. Um, d- did you have a background in like ballet or something? When I was when I was seven years old, I think I did ballet for for one or two years at this studio, and then they said, "Well, you are never going to be able to go professional because you're going to be too tall." <laughs> so 
you might want to look into other activities. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. So what? I mean, so yeah, just that, just that one year. I did gymnastics for a year as well. Okay. But that's it's it's so funny to see to hear that that you know is something that that still holds over because well I did color guard in high school maybe that's part of it that kind of <laughs> like a return to dance yeah but I mean it's funny because I don't really think of myself so much that way I you know when I think of when I see Danica of course who mm -hmm. did ballet for I think a long time I I really see that kind of. I see the, the, the artfulness that can be mm -hmm. in Taekwondo, but I don't see it so much in myself. So to hear, to hear from someone else that they can see it in me is, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I really, wow, I don't know, that's very gratis gratifying to hear. It, uh, yeah, it played a big role. So yeah, um, I guess that's why we're coaches. We see the talent that y'all typically don't want to see yourself, but I mean, y'all are just full of potential and just crazy full of talent. Um, and we're just so lucky to be around it, to tell you the truth. Yeah, it, it was amazing to watch you progress from white belt to yellow belt. And then when you were competing in the green belt division, I mean, dang, you were just wrecking shop. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I can I can second that. It was definitely <laughs> right? very artful to, to watch your legs fly around it at my head height. Um, <laughs> yeah, and... For those especially artful to get hit in the head by those. That yeah. was um it was, it was definitely an And for experience. people listening that have never seen Yash, he's a tall dude. He is a tall <laughs> dude. It's it is not easy to get your feet up to his face. <laughs> oh yeah. I guess to contextualize all of this, both of us are we're pretty tall, right? Yeah, sure. What yeah. Like six six four, six three. Yeah, I'm six four. Yeah, and I'm like a solid five eleven. So yeah. we're both, yeah, up yeah. there, which I think is I'm, I'm clearly the shortest person in this room. <laughs> <laughs> I think the shortest person in my room right now is my cat. So. Ah. <laughs> You're not the shortest. Oh, man. Mm. So that's, that's a really cool background of, you know, not just miscellaneous martial arts experience, but, you know, other athletic and extracurricular activities that fed into, you know, your moment when you got to Texas Taekwondo and it's just really cool to see how it all fused together and produced, you know, such a, a great athlete, great person as you are, Eliza. Thank you. Yash, cool. <laughs> um, where did you start with Taekwondo or in martial arts? Um, Aside I... from like the story that Eliza just told for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... I did a, a sprinkling of martial arts throughout elementary and middle school um, before I moved to Austin and did a little bit of karate. And then I did mm -hmm. Taekwondo when I moved here, but I gave it all up um, before middle, sorry. Yeah, I should say only during elementary school because I, I gave it up before middle school and I focused on soccer mostly. So uh, by the time I graduated high school, I I had basically lost any any sort of one flexibility and two technique that I had learned. Um, so coming into college and then sort of having a rough time, uh, transitioning my, uh, my good friend, Eliza here <laughs> suggested that I start working out with her doing Muay Thai and, uh, okay. it really helped really improved my, my day-to-day -day life. And I also felt very strong, um, very powerful because, because Muay Thai is a very, you know, combat focused martial art. It is. it is very, very practical and very, very deadly. Yeah. Um, 
So it was great to do that uh, for a semester. But then once that sort of fell apart, um, I turned back to Texas Taekwondo. And I had, I had actually come to open house my first semester of freshman year because uh, of all people, Keem had convinced me to come. So that's uh, the Nexus event right there. Yeah, that is exactly. the Nexus event. <laughs> that is, that is the, the birth of my variant. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I had a class during one of the Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday, one of the Thursday practices uh, during mm -hmm. the week. Um, so I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, uh, make it regularly. So I, but I wanted to be able to, you know, one, make full use of this resource that is Texas Taekwondo and two, obviously make full use of the dues that I'm paying. So uh, <laughs> I put it off by one semester and, and did Muay Thai instead, but, yeah. uh, I joined second semester freshman year. Um, my first day in class, uh, I asked if y'all could trip people. And I think that's what I went down for in the, in the memory books a lot. Um, <laughs> cause obviously coming from white tie, you, there, yeah. there are very few rules. <laughs> yeah. 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 I get um, it. Literally no holds barred. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I got to learn from the best, uh, having three years of Joe yeah. and you and, um, coach Daniel and coach Hector, and Adon and Danica and have all these amazing people teach me as yeah. well. It's been, it's been the honor. It's been an honor, honestly. That's, that's, that's awesome. Um, I love hearing these Nexus story events. Um, do you know what, do you know what coach Daniel's like stupid question or silly question that I remember him for, I think like for his open house was, I, I think we talked about it in one of the previous podcasts. So I was visiting from DC for an open house one year and it was coach Daniel's freshman year. And it was like his first class. It's the first time I'd ever seen him. And, you know, after class, and then we have like the open Q and a right after class, right? Everyone's sitting in a circle on the floor and coach Joe and all the coaches or instructors just kind of stand there and field questions. Coach Daniel, long ponytailed hair, coach Daniel, his question was, do y'all do trick quick um trick kicks? <laughs> and we're like, no, we don't do any trick kicks here. We spar a lot. And they, okay. And I kind of thought that I would never see this guy again. <laughs> like, <laughs> here's this guy that loves trick kicks, and clearly we don't do them here. But yet, you know, fast forward four, five years, ten years later, and there he is. He's still there. So yeah, it's uh yeah, it's 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 really neat to hear those questions as um, silly as they may be sometimes, but you do get remembered for them. That's for sure. You know, it yeah. sounds like coach Daniel's time to bring that back into the spotlight. Now we have all these people now, you know, Alex is still here and Eunice, I think was in a demonstration team, Eunice park and Jason oh, yeah. Dahlberg, who oh, man. competed at, in freestyle. He's, he's incredible. You yeah. know, we could bring it back. We, it could be time for a Texas Taekwondo demonstration team. That would be amazing. I, I haven't seen that since my time. <laughs> time for him to live out his first daydream. <laughs> hey, Coach well, Daniel, you here's your chance. First. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need to have something to flick as you're flipping in midair. Exactly. I, I wholeheartedly support that. <laughs> um, that's cool. Uh, so what were your, who were like the first people y'all met in Texas Taekwondo that like, got you hooked to stay in there. Cause I know y'all two came together. 
right y'all were that's like the typical trend it's like it's like the roommate effect or like the old high school friend effect and you come in groups or pairs to texas taekwondo and you try it out together and you know that that's the effect that texas taekwondo has but what was like the hook moment for y'all um like was it someone that you 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 started hanging out with or you know what was that hook moment gosh oh i mean yeah yash and i were yash and i were and obviously are still super close and i love he's like one of my favorite people to practice with um <laughs> i remember being very very impressed by you know adon and danica and just being like wow i want to be like them one day they're so cool and they're so they're so humble about it too you know yeah. that's the most amazing part absolutely People that have literally represented our country before and they're you'd you'd never don't you know they don't ever have an inflated sense of self yeah. adon is such a sweetheart he's he, such a sweetie yeah, he really is. He is like yeah. a big teddy bear. Um, <laughs> other than that, I think, yeah, Liz Tate Myers and I and Faith got really, oh. really close really quickly. I yeah. miss those. I miss them. Yeah. miss those names. I think they were my first, my first clicks. <laughs> as in clicks together, not click as in exclusive. <laughs> 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 um... For me, I, I don't know. I, I walked into open house that, uh, that second time, that second semester, mm -hmm. and coach was like, hey, there, you, you look big and tall. Do you want to drill with a Don? And I was like, what? <laughs> oh, um, man. <laughs> um, so that was my first experience with the Don, and he was, like, super nice. And he, he obviously, as you guys know him, but um, he sort of walked me through everything that we're doing and yeah, we did like rubber band drills where they would try and sprint, and we would try and hold them back. Um, and yeah, him, Danica, and Keem were the the big the big three that sort of kept me in the group mostly because they were just like super nice to me. They're super welcoming, and they made me feel like I was one their friend um, before I you know thought of them that way oh, because wow. I just met them. And two, they made me feel welcome. You know, yeah. So, yeah, I, I it's been nice to to see Danik and Adon when I'm back here in Austin. The, they're definitely it's good to see like the pictures, you know, multiple stages and all yeah. that stuff. But um, I the do pictures y'all the group pictures y'all take with each other is like the most lovey dovey cute pictures I've ever seen. Oh, absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we are very affectionate. <laughs> um. But yeah, Adon is such a sweetie. Um, and he's also like extremely like I don't he's he's a great training partner because he's the best, but I'm also very fearful whenever I train with him because I know how lethal he is. Oh yeah. And how fast he is. And yeah. like my favorite story I like to tell about Adon, it's just like how he's all of that at the same time, which is such a weird concept. Um, we were doing these reaction drills one time in the dance room. And so we're, we're going down a line back and forth. I'm paired up with Adon and it's, it's like I said, it's a reaction drill. So, you know, one person does a move and the other person has to react. I can't remember specifically what it was, but all I remember was my part of the drill was I have to move back as they, as Adon does some kind of move. And I guess he's just so fast and I have a hard time keeping like reacting to his movement. Like I just keep up, like I just 
keep moving back, moving back, moving back. And I kind of move at a speed where it's, it, it kind of looks like it's gaining momentum. And, you know, without me realizing I move back so fast that I'm about to like, just run right into a brick wall. And I don't <laughs> even know it. And before I do realize that my face is about to go straight into a brick wall, you know, there's like a soft hand, like all of a sudden appears right in my, front of my <laughs> face. And it's so, it softly and gently catches my head in like the most gentle way and like caresses me. <laughs> and I feel so safe and secure. And it, it was Adon. I don't know how he did it. You know, one second, he's right in front of me kicking. And then I turn around about to hit a wall. And within that split second, he's already catching me and, you know, softening my imminent crash into the wall and i don't i don't feel a thing it's, it's crazy and he's like yeah. i got you sir you're good maybe that spider-man shirt of his isn't a coincidence yeah that's exactly what it yeah it was some straight up spider-man stuff <laughs> yeah, definitely so the most fast. lethal teddy bear i've ever met <laughs> and that that too at like one percent body fat year round oh, so. yeah eat a piece of bread and on eat a piece of bread <laughs> you know one of the cool things about or one of the hindsights about you know graduating and you know make it making it through the end of your college career and and uh, essentially some part you know your your earlier or first part of your texas taekwondo career is you know it gives you the opportunity to reflect and maybe look back and think of things like, oh man, if I had known this or someone had told me that, you know, maybe I would have done this differently. Um, what are some things that you would tell, you know, Eliza freshman or sophomore year when you first got to Texas Taekwondo and what would you tell Yash from that year as well? You know, if, if you could. Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, I think the piece of advice I have for myself even four years ago is the same as the piece of advice I'd have for myself my my whole life, myself at any point in the past. I'd just say, I mean, it sounds trite, I think, but don't be scared to try something because the chances that you'll regret doing something that scares you are so much lower than, than the chances that you'll regret mm. not doing it. Because most of my regrets come from not not doing things or not doing them earlier you know yeah. i've learned so much and so many of the most amazing experiences i've ever had stemmed from doing something that i was nervous about or something that i wasn't sure of um i mean joining texas taekwondo <laughs> joining yeah. marching band studying abroad i i got on track with my um with this extracurricular research that I started doing that quickly became like a, a huge passion of mine that I hope to go back to grad school for one day, just because I took a class. I had, I had an empty space in my schedule and I saw a class that looked cool <clears throat> and I, it fit my schedule. So I thought, well, I'll just take it. You know, what's the worst that can happen? And it was amazing and it was a formative experience. So yeah, my advice would just be don't, don't be scared. I mean, I'm not saying to do like insanely reckless things. Like don't do drugs. You should be scared. But for things that there are so many well, things that will help you. Grow. I'm just kidding. I didn't say that. This was, uh, 
any future employers, if you're if you're listening, uh, that was my brother. Broski, worry about your current employer. <laughs> no, you totally get what you're saying. Um, I like that that aspect, that perspective of you know the the risk of the regret of not doing something. You know, outweighs you know the the, the fear of missing out. I don't. I I totally butchered that, but I I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> Yeah. Mr. Josh, what about you? Um, definitely something along the same lines. Um, but I I think that a lot of it would be sort of drinking in the moments as they come. Uh-huh. Um, I tend to live in the future a lot. It's a it's a strength and a weakness of mine. Yeah. Um and so I worry a lot about what's going to happen or I, I plan a lot for the future. And in doing so, I overlook what's currently going on. Um, yeah. And losing, you know, not only not having a full senior year, but not having an, a, a full in-person senior year, um, being disconnected from my friends for a while until we all got the vaccine. Um, I definitely took certain things for granted and certain things definitely, you know, flew past as the uh, the year went on that yeah now i i think back and i i say hey you know these were these were the good moments these are the good times they'll come again and this definitely won't be the most fun i've ever had in my life um but it it, it gives me sort of more um more direction to say hey when these good moments happen you know drink yeah. it in, fully fully enjoy it <clears throat> because you know one day you'll be looking back it re- yeah, what you just said reminds me of um, this scene from one of my favorite Bruce Lee movies, Enter the Dragon. And so Bruce Lee is this this teacher, and he's he's having this teaching moment with one of his young students, and he he's talking about how you know being in the moment, just focusing on the moment, is like a finger pointing at the moon. And then you know his student stares at his finger. And then Bruce Lee like slaps his student upside the head. Like don't focus on the finger or you're going to miss the the whole glory of looking at the moon. (laughs) Whoa, what? You know? So it's like that, you know, I I totally get what you're saying. And yeah, that that's great to hear for someone younger. Like, you know, don't focus on that finger pointing at the moon or you're going to, you're going to miss out on like a really awesome, you know, view of the moon and just the whole moment. Yeah. And, and being able to come back to Austin, having family in Austin so I can come and crash at any time and visit you guys um, <laughs> and visit Texas Taekwondo has made me a lot more appreciative is, is you know, now that I'm, I'm training for this goal through Texas Taekwondo and I, yeah. I get to, you know, have these mentors around me is having lost that 1.5 years of, of time with Texas Taekwondo. Now I really, I really cherish it. Yeah. Does Eliza know what your um, Taekwondo aspirations are right now? Oh, yeah. She's well aware. Oh, okay. Black yeah. Up, yeah. Right? yeah. 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 I've yeah. seen it. You got the black stripe. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. So that's cool for for all of us. You know, we're all behind you on this one, Josh. You, you'd be one of the first um, few, actually, may probably the first um, student that will have to come up from the ranks from the very, very beginning of Taekwondo. Um, in Texas Taekwondo and get like a, a full-on black belt through Texas Taekwondo. 
that'll that'll be a first. And I mean, Texas Taekwondo has been around for 24 years now, going on 25. We've never yeah, had that. I'm, I'm very excited and and very very sort of humbled and honored that like this process has been paved for me by all the coaches, you know, all my mentors and my friends. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's a two way sort of, um, uh, expression of love, I think of how much I love the it club. Is. And also, <laughs> you know, yeah. I think it goes without saying, but how much everyone in the club and the club itself loves me. Yeah. goes without saying, I think that's really cool, man. Um, and it, it, what's been, interesting from you know my side and the, the coaching side as well as it's a new process for us too and when um coach joe brought the the the, the idea up, you know we've, we've talked about it a lot before but we've never actually like sat down and hashed out all the details of what the process to get a black belt in texas taekwondo would be like when he mentioned that you were wanting to do that and it forced us to sit down and actually write it out like wow we've never done this before we've always just talked about it um but we've never actually sat down and you know put pen to paper and so it's been a really big learning process for us as well uh i've definitely I, I, been uh pushing his buttons a little bit <laughs> very gracious in that sense um but yeah for, for they're, lack of a better term gentle. i have been on his ass about it they're gentle for, reminders. They're gentle for two reminders. Years now, yeah. Gentle reminders. <laughs> <laughs> and um Eliza, it seems like you'll be for the for the meantime, you know, we haven't lost you yet. You're still around. Yeah, I don't I mean I it's it's kind of funny. My whole I think starting in starting in high school when I was looking at colleges. I was, you know, that kid that was like, I'm going to get out of Texas. I don't want to live in the same city my whole life. And circumstances have conspired against me. Uh. I am in the same town where I grew up, but I love it here. And I, I keep finding things that, that keep me here. Um, yeah. I mean, college, the job, and honestly, Texas Taekwondo. Just, I mean, it's, I know that we've, we've scattered their, their alumni across, you know, across the country, but I just, I don't know. It was so crazy. When I graduated, I was like, well, now, now what do I do? You know, I felt myself feeling this kind of this, this gap. I didn't, I don't have another community as, as vibrant, you know, and as full yeah. of people and one that just keeps <clears throat> refreshing itself there. The people that were there when I, you know, when I came in, they're not all there now. And there are new people. There are people that I've seen, come into the program there are people who i remember seeing it meeting at open house what's that like for you so it's 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 amazing i mean it's crazy you know to see well, you're, you're, you're like on the old you're the the older spectrum of that now you know it's, yeah. it's pretty interesting huh it feels really i don't know it feels pretty poetic to remember ah. you know, i remember walking into the the mat room and being terrified and i remember feeling so at home in the mat room and seeing new people walking in terrified. And now the people that I saw, you know, walking in terrified are the ones that feel so at home in the mat room. And they're the ones welcoming in the new people who are walking in terrified. Yeah. And it's just, it's amazing to see that this is just going to keep happening. You know, it could be over and over for <laughs> who knows how long. And I would love to keep seeing it happen. 
The circle of life. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly what it is. Oh, that's cool. Um, those are some great pieces of advice, too. Uh, it's, it's really neat to hear alumni. Now, I, I do these podcasts to help document these learning points and, you know, capture what I like to call um, institutional knowledge or corporate knowledge, right? We've been around for so long. Uh, it's, I think, one of our advantages is having this documented corporate knowledge. Cool. Um, yeah, so, you know, I've pretty much gone through the list of everything I, I, I want to talk with y'all about. Uh, really open to discussing or, you know, having y'all take over this podcast if you want. <laughs> take over. Something I'd actually love to hear a little bit more about is, Yash, do you think you're going to keep competing? You know, I know you're working on your black belt right now and you're really close to getting there. But, I mean, not not that having it isn't an achievement in itself but i'd like to know what you plan on you know doing does that make sense does that sound i'm not trying to devalue the 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 achievement of getting the belt itself but growth from there i'd love to hear more about i'm i'm deeply deeply offended that you've you've insinuated (laughs) anything of that sort um no uh no it's it's a great question something i've considered myself um although i've recently been teaching myself not to look further ahead than, you know, maybe three or four months because things will inevitably change and your plans will change. Um, so having a rough, rough idea is good, but don't, don't set down bricks further than you can reach. Mm. Um, Ooh, that sounded good. Didn't it? That was good. I'm writing that down. That was really good. (laughs) Yeah. That was my uncle Ira moment. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, so I've thought about competition. Um, there's definitely one of the things I I learned. I think I I knew subconsciously, but definitely this this summer when I competed with y'all at Red, was um, there aren't a lot of color belts uh, in the U.S. In that they don't come compete. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so when you compete at a regional or a national level, especially with the USAT uh, competitions, as opposed to the uh, the collegiate ones, they don't really show up. And yeah. so I knew that going into black meant not only was my competition uh, much, 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 much more difficult, but that I'd always have a match. Um, so that was a big trade-off for me. I, uh, I, I don't think I'm at the level where I can compete at black and win, period, uh, per se. But... I definitely think that I'll be com- continuing to do Taekwondo in DC um, as I get more familiar up there, as I sort of get settled. Um, and then depending on where life takes me uh, and or grad school, I might compete again um, at black, but hmm. currently it's <clears throat> not, not in the, uh, in the plan because I don't plan to be on Austin in Austin as frequently as I, I was this summer. Um, or at least compete with Texas Taekwondo, but there should be some informal tournaments up in DC. So we'll uh, we'll see. I'll uh, I'll keep you guys updated. But right now the main the main focus is getting ready for that black belt test, getting to that level, um, running through all the checklists, and then 
yeah. uh, continuing on my Taekwondo progression, my learning progression from there. Cool. Nice. Yeah, actually, part of the reason I, I asked is because I'm trying to figure that out for myself right now. And I'm soliciting, you know, informed opinions. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I know what because, you mean. Yeah, I just like, I love that. Like I've said, I think about a thousand times during the recording of this episode. I just love the community so much. And I love the sport. And it's a great workout. And I love competing. And competing is something that makes me nervous every single time, every single tournament. I don't want to eat the morning of and my knees are oh, shaking God. and it feels like my stomach Without is fail. falling out and my hands and my feet are just freezing cold for no reason. And then I walk away and my entire body hurts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kunye, bow, ready stance, hey, Jumbi. And uh, coach, and I got to it's pee. a blur. <laughs> yeah. And then next thing you know, you're sitting back down again. It's like, what? I'm done? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Coach is yeah. like, so what happened out there? I'm like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I'm trying to, I don't know, because there's the whole, there's the the timing, right? And that same thing about, the, by timing, I mean, you know, how many years are you allowed to compete for collegiates or for nationals or or whatever? And then... Yeah. Yes, your same your same question of you know being a color belt, especially I think we're both in the the higher weight ranges, right? Which restricts it even more, just because there aren't that many. Like I think the most matches I've ever had is is three, and that was at my very first tournament. So you call I'm me always... fat? <laughs> I'm calling you six four. <laughs> Look, dude. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've seen Yash sit on somebody in his match. <laughs> That was an iconic photograph. <laughs> oh my god! I remember that one. That was my that was my first ever non UT match uh, in an actual tournament. Oh, and, uh, yeah. okay. Wow, that was a big deal then. Yeah, it was really interesting. Um, but yeah, uh, Eliza, to your point, uh, I would love to see you compete again. Um, I think you, you. First off, you did really, really well at your last one at ECTC, right? That was, was that the last time you competed? Uh, I think so. Right. You fought, so. you fought at Greenbelt and I mean, you fought at least three or four matches. If I remember I only correctly. I had two at ECTC. No, no. Ashley had a match every single round, but for me, they only had two competitors. Two? Okay. Yeah. And the first one was, um, Amanda from Cornell, who was the the black stripe, and she was so cool. I love her. She was uh -huh. from Texas too. I remember it was so okay. crazy. I thought, imagine we're in a different state, and I still end up fighting someone from Texas. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, my second match. Um, and then Ashley, we had two rounds where Ashley had a competitor, and I just kind of stood there and was like, "Yeah, that's my teammate." <laughs> and then <laughs> the last the last round I fought someone else and that was I think that might have been my last tournament because Dallas was before that I don't know I don't know if the <sighs> medals have dates on them Dallas International I don't know I have to look at the photos but I, last one I remember was ECTC yeah that one um, I remember a lot too my only traveling tournament um, but you, you showed a lot of potential and I mean, fast forward to the end, you and Ashley ended up taking silver in y'all's division, 
which was no easy feat, but I could tell, and I, I knew that gold with it was within your grasps. And you ended up fighting a red belt. I remember that. And um, I think it it was not an easy match for you, but you know, it was the end of it was probably one of the last few fights of that whole tournament. And yeah, it I think we end, might it, have been the last match, actually. Yeah. It kept getting pushed back, and I almost cried because it was so late. <laughs> and we slept in the dojang the night before, and I was just like, Yeah, <laughs> we did oh, yeah, not yeah. get a good sleep that night. <laughs> what I don't so I never stay at the dojang for that specific reason. <laughs> but <laughs> what, what's it like? What what was that like for y'all at MIT? Because we've done that twice. Very cold. Um, I uh, felt very dirty the whole time, not because of the dojang, just because we'd mm -hmm. gotten off of a plane and then been through the metro and then ran around the city. Yeah. And then Joe was like, y'all should kick to get some stress out. <laughs> so then we were sweaty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, good night. <laughs> yeah. And went to sleep. It was, it was one of the most chaotic trips I've been on by and far. Yeah. Uh, it, it was. I agree. Joshua and Hakim and I got up to catch a flight in the, mm -hmm. when it was still dark outside in the morning. Yeah. So that was so fun. Well, that was the <laughs> one where there was like a there's some canceled flights, right? Yes. For delayed flights. And then oh gosh, somebody the forgot a computer or medicine or something. Remy left his, Remy. His gear. <laughs> Remy left his gear. And yeah, I got delayed. So I went to the American Airlines counter and cried at the lady until they said they'd put me on the next flight to Austin. <laughs> <laughs> it was I, not um, intentional, yeah. but it worked. <laughs> I'm I'm fairly sure that we as a group we we aged Abby by about 20 years. Oh yeah. Oh, Without a true. doubt. And you know, <laughs> so on the athlete side, you know, I'm the coaches were watching it all unfold and like, well. Don't get involved. Let them solve it themselves. <laughs> um, and, and you know, it, it was a learning experience for y'all. But you know, you know, this is kind of like the the director's cut side of the things. But the coaches, there were some weird stories on our end too. Uh, so I think Avi and Coach Daniel, they had booked this Airbnb that was probably a questionable crack house. Oh, <laughs> and. Coach Joe was originally supposed to crash with them and he, he shows up and it's late at night, you know, after getting all the athletes settling at the dojang and coach Joe looks at it like, Nope, I'm not staying here. So I get a text at like one 30 in the morning. <laughs> I'm at an Airbnb with my family um, in, in downtown Boston. I get a text at one 30 in the morning and coach was like, Hey, uh, do you mind if uh, I crash with y'all as their space? Like, yeah no worries about it. So he shows up like 20 minutes later and you know, he, he's telling me what's going on. It's just ridiculous. I, I should leave coach Daniel or Avi to tell the story of what they did, but they, they essentially like booked an Airbnb at like at a really shady place. And it was just really horrible for them. So <laughs> they, the coaches, we did not get much sleep at all either. Um, <laughs> but it was quite the experience, but we all made it home. That's for sure. We all made it home alive. We <laughs> did. It was a great deal of character building, which is always useful. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And and then we want to do it again. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I want to travel again with the club. That yeah. was so fun. Hopefully this year. I hope so. I Ooh. hope so, so much. Yeah. Um, 
So we're going to let's wrap this up in a little bit. But before we do, uh, before we close out on this, this podcast, I want to share my favorite moments with y'all. And uh, yeah, it, it's been really neat. I'm First off, I'm really proud and happy to see where y'all are at right now in life. I know the COVID situation and graduation, it kind of left things. I, I know someone said, you know, there was no closure, but it, it, it was... I felt like y'all got robbed of like the ceremonious and all the, all the cool things that come along with closing out your college career. Uh, but my, some of my favorite memories of y'all. <clears throat> so with Yash, my favorite memory with you was actually when I first met you and uh, I, I, I went to an open house. Yeah. It was at Coco's. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. yeah I remember that. We, I, I went to an open house and then we all went to Coco's after class and I sat with you and Hakeem. And, you know, that's when I learned that you were an aerospace engineer, that you had done an internship with Airbus in France, was it? I was, it was more of a study abroad program, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it an internship because we sort of just okay. visited the facility one day. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah. But it was really cool to, you know, listen to your experience with that. And... You know, I, I never told you this, but after hanging out with you that evening, I swear you were like a grad student. I could have sworn you're a grad student because you were just like so knowledgeable in your field. It was easy to geek out about airplane stuff with you because I'm a big airplane geek myself. And it, you were just like really well-spoken, well-traveled, well-knowledgeable on so many things. I swear you were, you were a, a grad student. And then I, you know... Later on, it's like, oh, I'm just a, a sophomore or whatever. It's like, what? Get out of here. No. But yeah, so you were just like very well ahead of your time at that age. And I've always been very, very impressed with that. And, you know, it's been great to see you, you know, progress through this thing of Texas Taekwondo. And, you know, I, I mentioned it earlier. One of my favorite photographs of you is, you know, sitting on the other athlete <laughs> in one of your matches. <laughs> Um, but yeah, man, I'm really proud and just really happy to have seen you come through all this. Thank you so much, Mike. It's, uh, it's, yeah, this has definitely been a very formative phase in my life and, uh, saying that, you know, you've had a, a big impact on, on this, this sort of part of my life is, would be an, an enormous understatement. So it's been it's been honestly I, I say this like i'm never gonna see you again but uh, <laughs> i know yeah it's it's i'm gonna see you great. next week yeah exactly <laughs> so let's not get too lovey touchy here you know whatever um eliza my favorite moment my favorite memory with you um is not so much mine but my daughters both of them um so at ECTC, you know, my whole family came with me and I was a nervous wreck, right? It was the first time that Teddy had traveled on a plane and just trying to drag along a family of five in the middle of Boston is, is a nightmare itself. It's, it's worse than taking college kids anywhere. I'll tell you. <laughs> um, and then, you know, a lot. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of, a lot of props to my wife, um, you know, coming along with me on this and 
bringing all three kids by yourself on the metro to MIT campus to to watch y'all compete, you know. But the girls loved it. The girls had a blast. And I remember most was my oldest daughter just latching on to Eliza, right? She just, I don't know, for some reason, my oldest daughter, Eliza, she gravitated towards you, Eliza. And, you know, she's she's a talkative one. And if she likes somebody, she'll just hang around them all the time. And, you know, you, to you, it wasn't an annoyance. You, you it, it was like y'all were two peas in a pod for some reason. And she would follow you when you were like warming up for your matches and stuff like that. And one of my favorite moments with y'all two was you were warming up for one of your matches <laughs> and you were like, hey, Lila, do you want to do the splits with me? And both of y'all just busted into the splits like it was nothing. And when you did that, the person, the girl that you were about to compete against, girl you're about to fight, she was behind y'all and she just like looked at y'all and was like the look on her face. She was like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> It was such a flex move, and I'm pretty sure you won the fight before you even before you even stepped on the on the on the mat. <laughs> and uh, yeah, my girls, she they just adore you. And the other memory, so you get two, Eliza, you get two favorite oh. memories. Was when we had to go to remote learning, and you were still doing kicks for kids, and I was teaching my girls taekwondo at home and they needed to change in scenery. So I was like, Hey, how about I let them do kicks for kids online with Eliza? And they jumped on board. Like, yes, we get to see Miss Eliza. Yes. They were so happy. And they did, they did a class with you online. And then after that class, my youngest daughter, Samantha, she asked me if she could get glasses. I was like, huh? Why? She goes, because I want to look like Miss Eliza. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> they they loved it they had such a blast you know learning taekwondo via zoom with you and so you know those are my favorite moments but they're not just mine they're also my family's so thank you for that eliza that means so much to me and i have to say all of those memories i remember them just as clearly as you do they're they're really really special to me too and it's (laughs) That's just really great to hear. I remember actually, Lila, she, um, Lila saved my mental health, frankly, during EC2C. (laughs) Having her, she she reminds me of of myself so much Mm -hmm. when I was younger. But I mean, even she's, I mean, she's better. She's just like a a sunbeam wherever she goes. (laughs) And having this, this perfect little person just following me around and being so excited to be there just brightened my day and made my experience so much better so thank you for bringing them and helping make them who they are i they have an amazing dad and we we all call you coach dad for a reason (laughs) yeah yeah i you know it 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 took a while getting used to that but i kind (laughs) of like it (laughs) i'm glad because Yeah. yeah i mean to echo to echo what yesh said you are such an important person to to me and to all of us and we're all so lucky to know you and to get ah. to go with you and from you ah you know you know what all these experiences tell us that you know it, it just solidifies that we are family right i mean literally in a sense we are family you know you're you're close with my children my children look up to all of y'all and at the same time 
you know, we're, we're learning from them too. So it's, it's crazy um, how we literally are a big family in all of this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But you know, enough, enough with being lovey dovey, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know, we're going to see each other next week anyway. Um, (laughs) Looking forward to it. Yeah. 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 Um, But uh, yeah. So, you know, thanks again for being on this podcast. This was, uh, it's been fun to get back into this. Uh, I was really looking forward to capturing y'all's experiences, you know, when you're in Texas Taekwondo and especially transitioning out into you know, your ne- the next big stage in life for y'all. So it's been really cool. And I'm really happy and proud of where we're just who y'all have become and where you're at now, you know? So again, thank you. Thank you for this. Thank you for being on here. And, you know, I'm, I'm still, all of us at Texas Taekwondo are still your biggest fans wherever you are in life. Thank you. Thanks so much for having us, Mike. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thank you for having us on. I was waiting. You know, I saw Cutter on here. I was like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when's it my journey? This has been another episode of Texas Taekwondo in the Coach's Corner. If you would like to contribute to the Texas Taekwondo Alumni Association Endowment Fund, please contact Texas Taekwondo Alumni at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Hook em.